Hey there, welcome. This is Daniel M. from Beulah Alliance Church. As we open up the scriptures together, I hope this helps you know Jesus deeply and be known by him fully. Enjoy the message. Hey, for the last eight weeks, uh, we've been on a journey uh, together as a church family, learning about the spiritual world that we're living in and how we can stand against the real enemy. Not each other, but the devil. After learning about the schemes of the devil, we spent each week looking and examining at each piece of the armor of God and how to put it on. And you know what, when you take a step back and think about the concept of putting on the armor of God, it makes sense, right? Like if you are going out to battle, you'd want to put armor on. Like we would never think about going out to battle wearing civilian clothes, right? We would want to put armor on. It's kind of like a goalie in hockey, right? Like it would be foolish for a goalie to try to save pucks flying at them if they didn't wear any pads, right? We wouldn't even think about that. Yet why in our everyday life do we neglect putting on our spiritual armor in this spiritual world that we're living in? So it makes sense that we learned about each piece of the armor of God and and that we learned that to put this armor on, really the way to do it is to pray it on, to pray on the armor of God. So that's what I want us to focus in on in this last week of our series, to focus in on first praying on the armor of God and then what it looks like to pray in the spirit as Paul talks about in verses 18 to 20. And then after we do both of those things, we're gonna spend an extended amount of time praying and worshiping together. Okay, so how do we pray on the armor of God? Well, one of our elders sent me this wonderful prayer. It's from a book called Drawing Closer. So we're gonna have these prayers for each piece of the armor of God and I'd love for us to pray this out loud together as a way to pray on the armor of God. And at the same time, it'll act as a bit of a summary and reminder for each piece of the armor, okay? So let's start with the belt of truth. So if you would, please follow along with me. Lord Jesus, you are the truth. I therefore put on truth to cover every act, every expression, every word I say. Help me not to compromise or shade the truth in any way. Let your truths be foundational to all I do this day. And next, let's put on, pray to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, I put on your righteousness to protect me in all I do today. Let everything I do be done in a right way. Let me be clean in all I do, say, or think. Let me walk in your righteousness and not my own. Holy Spirit, show me any time I'm trying to live in my own goodness, strength, and abilities rather than yours. Next, let's pray to put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. Father, I need the peace of Jesus to saturate all my day, to be part of everything I do and say. I need his peace in my mind no matter what the situation. As I look at you and not the situation, let your peace rule my heart and mind. Thank you that you will help me to walk in peace throughout my day. I am available to share your peace with anyone with whom you want me to do so. Next, let's pray to put on the helmet of salvation. Lord, I put on the helmet of salvation 
for you to protect me today from the power of sin. Keep the enemy from successfully tempting me in any way. Help me, Father, through your Holy Spirit to keep every thought under the control of the Lord Jesus. Help me today to recognize the temptations and lies of the enemy every time he tries to trick me or get me to believe a half-truth or be suspicious of someone. Let me think only your thoughts. Control my tongue so that I speak only your words. Let my words be positive and build up everyone. Let me only speak the truth and do so in your love. Conform my will to yours so that I only do what you want me to this day. And next, let's pray to put on the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. Lord, help me to use my shield of faith in a strong, effective way to stop the fiery darts of the enemy in whatever form they may resist and quench his attempts to make me doubt you or to view myself or others in a negative way. Cause my faith to be strengthened as I use it and as I see you and who you are in each and every situation I encounter. Bring to mind appropriate verses to help quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Let your word be a sharp instrument in my mouth to come against all the lies and deceptions of the enemy. And then this last prayer is a kind of a, a summary prayer for the whole armor of God. So let's pray this together. Father, as I walk through this day, let me walk in confidence that I am prepared for this day's battle for I have on my armor. More importantly, I know that you who indwell me are greater than he who is in the world and is my enemy. Help me to remember that he is a defeated foe and only roars as a lion does, but he has had his teeth pulled, that he has no ability to touch me apart from your permission. Let me know I am a victorious soldier in this warfare today because of who I am in Jesus and who he is in me. I place this day in your hands and give you permission to change my plans for this day in whatever way you see fit. May you be glorified in all I say and do this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now in the morning when I wake up, this is one of the first things that I do. I pray on the armor of God for me and my family. Now, I don't use this specific wording per se. I don't have it memorized either. It's, and, and there's really nothing special or specific about these prayers. Rather, what these prayers do is they show us, and what the armor of God does is it shows us how to pray in a daily way. Just like Jesus taught his disciples when they asked him, how should we pray? And he, and he taught them the Lord's Prayer. This is another framework or way that we can pray. So for example, the first piece is the belt of truth. So when I wake up, I pray for truth. I pray, Father, I, I, I pray for me and, and my children and, and my wife that we would live in your truth, that we would recognize your truth in the midst of everything that we do, that we would be people of truth. And, and I allow truth, the belt of truth, the guard, to, to, to lead my first prayer. 
And then the breastplate of righteousness. So I pray for righteousness. God, I pray that I would seek first your kingdom and your righteousness always. Right? And these prayers can look different every day. Right? We're not trying to memorize rote prayers, but rather we're allowing the scriptures to lead us as we pray. So we pray, God, help me have right relationships. That's what righteousness means, right relationships with you, with others, with, with myself, with those around me. And then the feet fitted with the gospel of peace. God, I pray that you would fill me with your peace right now. Like in this situation where I doubt your goodness, I pray that you would fill me with your peace, your peace that transcends all understanding. Help me be able to proclaim your peace everywhere I go and in all that I do. Right? And then the next one is the shield of faith. So God, I, I pray that you would protect me from every flaming arrow and, and temptation of the evil one. That you would increase my faith in you. That I would see you the way that you are. The way that you actually are. Not the way that I've boxed you in. Increase my faith. And then the helmet of salvation, God, God, I pray that you would guard my heart and, and my mind, that I would remember who I am in you, that I would not allow the messages that I hear this day direct and, and shape who I am. And lastly, God, I pray, put on the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. May I speak your words. Would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you bring about your word? Would your word be a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path? So, so you, do you see how the armor of God can really be a framework in which we can pray? And by doing that, we are putting on, we are praying on the armor of God in a daily way. So I'd love Beulah Church family, if we would commit to doing this daily, to begin our days with prayer, to, to pray on the armor of God so that we're not walking away in civilian clothes in, a, in this spiritual battle that we're in. Okay, so if that's how we pray to put on the armor of God, uh, what does it look like to pray in the spirit? Well, Paul talks about it in Ephesians 6, starting from verse 18. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. So as we see in this passage, to pray in the spirit, we need to first and foremost pray regularly and constantly. And then secondly, we need to pray to speak with clarity and courage. So let's start with our first point, which is we, that we need to pray regularly and constantly. What I'm talking about here is that prayer isn't optional. Prayer isn't something that those who are gifted to do, do. In fact, uh, when you look at the list of the spiritual gifts in the Bible, so Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4, you actually don't see prayer listed as one of the spiritual gifts. What that means is you don't need to have some sort of spiritual gift to pray. The reason it's not on one of the lists is because we just are all called to pray. That's why it says in verse 18, pray at all times in the spirit 
with every prayer and request. It doesn't say those who have a particular gift. No, it's, it's saying to all of us, pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. We don't read pray sometimes in the spirit with occasional prayers and requests. Although sometimes that's what our prayer life looks like. What we read here is that we were to pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request. I love how the pastoral theologian John Stott puts it. He says, most Christians pray sometimes with some prayers and some degree of perseverance for some of God's people. But to replace some by all in each of these expressions would be to introduce us to a new dimension of prayer that we don't read about here. So yes, we are all called, we are all called to pray at all times, but then we read in verse 18 that we are called to pray at all times in the spirit. What does he mean by praying in the spirit? Is he talking about praying in tongues? No, not necessarily. Since all Christians aren't expected to pray in tongues. Tongues is one of the spiritual gifts that some have, but it's not the spiritual gift. So because of that, speaking in tongues cannot be synonymous with praying in the spirit. Because as we read in this passage, we are all called to pray in the spirit, but we aren't all given this spiritual gift of tongues. Now, if you have the spiritual gift of tongues, then definitely exercise the gift, but you don't need this particular gift to pray in the Spirit. So what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? Well, praying in the Spirit is about asking the Holy Spirit to fill you with His Spirit and to guide you in His prayers. That's what it means to pray in the Spirit. It's about depending on the Holy Spirit more than your list. It's about depending on Him and what, how He knows what's going on in the lives of your loved ones more than you know what's going on. And sometimes we want to know what's going on in the lives of those around us to be able to pray for them, but actually praying in the Spirit, you don't need to know all the details. Because He does. In Ephesians 2.18, we learn that we all have access to the Father through the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5.18, we are commanded to then be filled by the Spirit. And then in Romans 8.26, we read that if we don't know what to pray for, Romans 8.26, I love this, the Holy Spirit will intercede for us. In other words, praying in the Spirit is about asking the Holy Spirit to show you how to pray for the people and things that you are praying for. Friends, you know, one thing that concerns me <clears throat> is the way that sometimes in an effort to pray, uh, we sometimes spend more time talking about what we need to pray for than actually praying. Have you ever been in a circumstance like that? Maybe you're gathered together in a, in a Beulah community or, or you're together with others and, and you're there to pray and, and, and it's like, hey, let's pray. And it's, yeah, yeah, that'd be a great idea. Let's, let's pray. What can I pray for? How can I pray for you? 
And the next thing you know, 20 minutes goes by and someone looks at their watch and they're like, oh, sure, we gotta go in five minutes. Uh, can I just like pray for everyone and then we'll just go and pray uh, by ourselves later? And you do like this machine gun pray to prayer. You're like, God, I, I, pray. I don't remember everything you just ever said, but I pray for everyone and all our needs and all the things. Have you ever been in a situation like that? You know, that it's funny, right, if you think about like that, but that actually concerns me because Gatherings like that give us the impression that we are prayerful. When in fact, you talked about praying more than you actually prayed. What if in situations like that, we actually prayed more than we talked about prayer? And yeah, you can share a prayer request, but if you have 20 minutes to pray, keep the sharing down to one or two minutes and then spend the rest of time praying what you just learned in the scriptures together over one another. Praying in the Spirit is allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in your prayer. Gather around one of your members or gather around each other and, and say, come Holy Spirit, come. Would you lead us in our prayers for each other? Worship together. Allow a spontaneous song to rise up. Even one of the songs, your prayer could be, great are you Lord, singing one of the songs that we just sang. If you don't know how to pray, open up to the Psalms and pray one of the Psalms over those in your group. But allow, allow the Spirit to intercede on your behalf and in through you. Listening and praying more than talking about prayer. Well, um, the other thing that we see in the scriptures and and this idea of praying with perseverance and intercession is, is that uh, prayer isn't a check the box off sort of thing. Because <laughs> sometimes we think that and, and there's nothing wrong with prayer journals per se, but, but sometimes we feel more bound to the prayer journal than we do, than, than we are bound to the Holy Spirit, right? Or, or feel led by the Holy Spirit. So prayer isn't a check the box off sort of thing. Prayer isn't a one and done sort of thing. Yes, if you want to keep lists, keep lists. That's fine. That's great. But allow, you know, don't, don't stop your prayers at a, I, I prayed for you. Now I'm going to pray for you. Now I'm going to pray for you. Stop. Listen. Wait. And ask God, hey, Lord, you've put this person on my heart. How shall I pray for them? And then allow that to lead your prayer. Friends, um, we see at the end of verse 18 that we are called to stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. And when it comes to prayer, we need that, don't we? I mean, like good soldiers, we need to stay alert. We can't give up or fall asleep like the disciples did when they were with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. In fact, take a look at what happened there. Luke 22, starting from verse 39. He went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he told them, pray that you may not fall into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and began to pray. Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he got up from prayer and came to his disciples, he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. Why are you sleeping, he asked them. Get up and pray so that you won't fall into temptation. Do you see here how Jesus stayed alert 
that he prayed regularly, constantly, and how he stayed alert in contrast to the disciples who, who, who didn't stay alert. In this passage, we see that Jesus was able to stay alert because God strengthened him. Lord, would you strengthen us as we pray? As we pray for the salvation of our sons and daughters, for our parents, for our grandparents, our grandchildren, for our classmates, our coworkers, our neighbors. Lord, would you strengthen us with perseverance as we pray? Would you strengthen us as we pray for the healing of the nations, as we pray for the healing of our bodies, as we pray for the, the healing of our hearts, the healing of our marriages, reconciliation in our relationships? Would you give us peace and contentment that can only be found in you and you alone? You grant us discernment and direction for what's next. And would you awaken greater Edmonton to yourself? Would you stir a revival in our midst? Would you awaken us as a church? And would you strengthen us so that we can speak with clarity and courage? That's what it looks like to pray in the spirit and to pray regularly and constantly. And we see in our next point that to pray in the spirit, we need to pray with clarity and courage. And we see this in the next two verses in Ephesians 6. He says, pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Church family, my hope is that this would be our prayer for one another, that we would all be able to speak with clarity and courage. So what does that look like? Lord, every time we open our mouths, would you show us what to say? Right? Would you show us how to speak with clarity and courage? Would you show me, would you show us how to share your love, your goodness, your purposes with everyone that I meet? And in the encounters throughout my day, every time I open my mouth, would you fill me with boldness to share about you and what you mean to me with everyone I live, work, study, and play with. And even if that leads to chains, and even if that leads to persecution, and even if that leads to something that I don't want, would you fill me with boldness like you did with Paul so that I would speak with courage? Oh, Jesus, would you fill me, would you fill us with clarity and courage? Now, I recognize that, that a prayer like that is a bold prayer to pray. And, and, I, and I recognize that for some of you, it sounds kind of scary. You're, maybe you're not quite certain if, if you want to pray a, a prayer like that. But here's the beautiful thing about learning how to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the spirit is like taking a step at a time. It's learning how to pray, not my heart, but God's heart. Not my agenda, but his agenda. It's, it's about learning how to seek his face over his hands. It's about learning how to pray the scriptures and allowing the sword of the spirit to not only be our protection from the flaming arrows of the evil one and our way to cut the power of his temptations, but it's about allowing the sword of the spirit to shape our lives, and our prayer life. If that's your heart's desire, then I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. It's a 450-year-old prayer from Sir Francis Drake. But if you want to pray 
in the spirit and learn how to speak with courage and with clarity, then I want to invite you to pray this with me. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your mastery. We're losing sight of land, we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. Lord, would you lead us to speak with clarity and courage, to pray regularly and constantly in the spirit. Amen? Amen. All right, so like I said at the beginning of this message, we're going to learn a bit about prayer and then we're going to spend an extended amount of time in prayer. And as we, before we do that, um, I love how the author, pastor, and prayer warrior Daniel Henderson talks about prayer. He says this, pray to seek God's face, not just his hand. Pray with your heart fixed on God's glory, not just for personal satisfaction. Pray from the treasury of God's word, not just from a list of your own ideas. Pray according to the Spirit's instruction, not only from human reason. Pray with a heart completely surrendered to his will, not with a hurried personal agenda. Pray in anticipation of living triumphantly in the war zone, not in satisfaction with your comfort zone. And pray that God would change you, not simply change things. So church family, I want to invite us to do that together right now. Let's enter into a time of worship and praying in the spirit. Now I recognize that for some of you, you might, some of you might be really excited. You're like, yes, come on, finally, let's go. (laughs) And then there are others of you who are like, I don't really know about this. How can I sneak out without anyone noticing? Because this is like, what's going to go on? What's going to happen? Church family, I want to encourage you. I want to invite you to lean in. And you know what? You can stay seated. You can worship, allow the songs that we sing to be your prayers. You can open up your word, the word of God, and and allow the word of God to lead you in your prayer. You can turn to the person next to you if you'd like to pray with them. If there's someone that you, if there's, if, and, and you know what, if there's something welling up deep inside you and you're like, I, I need someone to pray for me. Or there's this thing that I'm praying for, but I don't have the strength to pray for it. You know, we have prayer partners on the side and they want to pray with you. They've been praying for you. They've been praying for you and for us for this entire, these entire last couple weeks. And if you want someone to pray with you, doesn't matter what. And maybe you're like, I don't even have the strength to tell you, can you just pray for me? That's what they're there for. If you want that, you can just go to the back corners on either side. And when you go to the back corners, our ushers there will then direct you to one of our prayer partners on the side, okay? So church family, I want us to lean in 
I want us to lean in and see how the Holy Spirit will lead us. And to do that, to get us started, I wanna read this scripture, 2 Chronicles 7:14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. If you don't know where to start, church family, start here. Humble yourself. Seek God's face. Start with confession and let the Holy Spirit lead. All right, let's pray and worship together. Thanks for listening and thank you for giving. Your giving makes this podcast possible and helps us share this message with others. If today's message made you realize that you need to take your next step with Jesus, we'd love to help you with that. The easiest way to do that is by going to beulah.family on your browser. On that page, you'll find our social media links, links to upcoming events, and a link to give. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. We'll see you soon.